Welcome to the Indie Experts Podcast, where we're unlocking all the secrets you need to know about writing, producing and publishing non-fiction books that really work hard for authors. Join Dixie and Anne as they help you navigate all the tricks, traps and the majestic tapestry of storytelling as a means of sharing your expertise to your market. So welcome back to 2021, everybody. Uh, it's really great to be back into the Experts Extension Program uh, for the 2021 year. And as I think we have all already agreed that the new decade starts this year, not last year, because you always start at one. So it's really exciting to be kicking this off. And I want to uh, especially welcome the fabulous Kat Coluccio, because we're going to be talking with her today about... Um, all things to do with building a tribe, building a platform, creating lists, and extending what, what you can do with some of your content. And I know that that's a topic that we all talk to um, each other about regularly. Kat has mastered this to the point of extremely efficient ability to create new groups, um, extend into what she does with these groups. And I think at this stage, Kat, you've got something like uh, 50 or 60,000 followers on some of your combined yeah. um, Facebook groups. Yeah. So you page, also page and groups. Yeah. Page and groups. So Kate's going to explain some of the differences to that of that to us. But um, Kate's also the author of two books, three books, and is writing a fourth at the moment. Um, and the title of the two books that we worked with her on last year were 21 Hacks. And so she's absolutely brilliant at finding sharp, short, fast, efficient ways to do cool things. So Kat, it's lovely to have you here. Welcome. I'm going to um, ensure that you can share your screen, but let's start with just talking about what you've been doing lately because you are constantly building new things and creating new wonderful platforms. Tell us about what brought you into this. Like, How did you get turned on to the whole idea of um, extending yourself so brilliantly across all the social media platforms? Wow, okay. <laughs> Start at the beginning. First of all, hello, everybody. It's lovely to meet you all um, wherever you are around the globe. So, yeah, I'm Kat. I live here in Auckland. I'm actually a transplanted Australian. Just getting that out there now before you all start wondering about my weird accent because it's a combo. But I've lived here for over 20 years, so it's very much my home. And I live here with my husband, two grown kids, my daughter-in-law, and a brand-new grandbaby, which is just amazing. Okay, so how I got into building online communities. A little bit of a story. Um, I started out in life as a high school teacher, went into lecturing, ran a whole music training institution for a while there in Australia many years ago, got the burnout, got everything that went along with doing all that, immigrated to New Zealand and found myself here with just, you know, my little family, no support whatsoever. So I ended up leaving all of that type of work that I'd been doing. I kept taking gigs because I was a professional musician and eventually gave that up too because in the last six years of my children's uh, schooling, I actually homeschooled them voluntarily, which is kind of a bit different to what's happening to many people around the world at the moment where they're suddenly having it thrust upon them. So for those six years, I sewed everything into my kids and I homeschooled them because they were both elite sports people. They were literally traveling the world with their sports, representing the country. So I was the taxi driver. I put everything into them, getting them to training, feeding them, doing their education, everything. At the end of that, so it was when I was 43, my oldest was living in Germany at that point on a soccer 
on the second grade Bundesliga team over there in Hanover. And my youngest, my daughter was sitting on the deck with me and she was going through all the envelopes she had received from all the universities over here. So she's opening them up and she was getting offer after offer after offer and she was so excited and I was so proud of her. And at the same time, my stomach was sinking because it dawned on me I was about to become redundant. And even though I'd done all these wonderful things in the past, playing on stages, recording albums, recording my own album, all of that business, the best part of my life to that date had been those six years with the kids. I just loved it. So that was the first part of my first ongoing midlife reinvention. And I, being an introvert, went away, processed in my head, thought, what the heck am I going to do? I still want to serve people. I still want to help, but I don't want to go back into teaching. And so I came out and announced to my family that I was going to become a personal trainer. And by the way, my interview's tomorrow. So they all kind of looked at me in shock because I hadn't stepped foot in a gym myself for over 10 years. I was really <laughs> left field. But long story short, I went, I trained alongside kids younger than my kids, lecturers younger than me, did all that, wore the tracksuit, got the certificate, found myself in a whole brand new job out in the middle of South Auckland in a big bodybuilding gym. So I had no career history. I had no, uh, didn't know anyone in that area. I wasn't known at all. And I needed to find clients. And all they had told us at you know, our personal training school was, oh, yeah, you just go up and talk to people when they're on the gym floor and then they'll become your client. Well, that's probably nice for the average extrovert. For an introvert, you might as well put a gun to my head because that's like no way. And even more so, uh, people sort of halfway through reps and dying don't really want to be pitched at you know, by trainers. So I realized I had to do something to find people. So I remembered back in my homeschooling days, we didn't know anyone else homeschooling. So I went online and I made friends and connected with people around the world. So, and some of them are still our friends. In fact, I've gone and stayed with a couple in LA a number of times now. And that's how I found community and that's where I found kindred people. So I thought, okay, maybe I can do this with my personal training business as well. So I did. I went online and I just formed a little group. Facebooks were still kind of a bit youngish. And I formed a group and I managed to bribe a couple of lovely unsuspecting people at the gym with free training to become my first clients and I popped them in the group. And then I started going beyond just what they got at the gym. So I started nurturing this group and I started you know, giving them motivation and, and interesting articles. And, and as that happened, I found that that group started to grow because they were now asking their friends in and it was snowballing. And so what happened after the time I had been in the gym, what, six to seven years, I had this huge group that had kind of morphed because as I went on, I realized more and more I was attracting people who were like me, a lot of midlife women who were a bit lost, wanting to work out which way to go now. So I ended up doing a life coaching certification as well because trust me, when you're a PT, it's actually all about the therapy. It's not actually about counting their reps at all. And I did a little a little competition, a little challenge, 20 weeks to turning 50 when I when it was my 50th, which is a few years now. And, uh, and it grew even more. And then it hit the point where I thought, you know something, I'm playing small. And that's what my husband said to me too. You're playing small with this small group at the gym because what had happened now is this group had morphed into women from around the globe. And I realised that something really amazing was happening. What, so, sort of numbers, what sort of numbers, Kat? So I mean at that point it was up around 
2000 or so. Wow. And remember, this isn't on a business page you can advertise. This was in a little group where they had to apply to get in. And I was still this unknown random little trainer in this new world in the back of back blocks of South Auckland. So what happened then was I started to niche it more and it started to grow and it took on a life of its own. And basically what happened is from setting up that little group, a movement started and now I speak at summits around the world. In fact, I was recording for one yesterday. Um, I've spoken in conferences in LA. I've been on the news, national news here. I've been six page spread in one of the national magazines. And it all came from that Facebook group because I created a platform for myself. And I realized too, once I started putting my books out, how important that platform was. Because as I'm presuming you've all gone through Dixie's program where you need to get reviewers, you need to get beta readers, and you need to, you know, really work hard to get that bestseller status. Well, who's going to do that for you if you don't have a platform? It's You can hook on and get a little bit from other people, but if you can be proactive and like what I did in growing your platform, even though I kind of stumbled into it, it can give you something really special a group of people who already are hungry for your message, hungry for what it is that you're giving them, and you're creating something that's powerful. You're creating a movement. It's not just about business. It's not just about attracting clients, nurturing clients, and converting clients, which is all the benefits I talk about with groups. But it's actually you're setting yourself up now as the expert to all of these people who are looking to you for the information and the nurturing and what you can give them. So, Kate, so, can I ask you a couple of questions? Absolutely. Um, Sorry, I get excited. <laughs> um, one of the things that you talked about is that you grew, you know, from relatively small to relatively large fairly yeah. quickly. But um, for those of us who have, you know, at times, you know, struggled with whether it's Facebook or LinkedIn or yeah. Instagram to actually get those numbers, what have you done that is perhaps different to most in terms of engagement? Like, do you have a regular process for how often you post or what kind of things you reach out to people about? Yeah. This is, this is a lot of the information that I actually do in the program I run now called Groups Attraction Formula. I have learned this literally by, you know, doing it myself as well as doing a lot of reading now and studying of what other people do. I've learned that it's all about building that know, like, and trust factor with the people. And that does take time. So when you start a Facebook group, you've got to think about as bringing home like a puppy or a kitten for Christmas, right? They're cute. And they're exciting. They're really fun when you first set them up because you get that little flurry of all your friends joining and your mum's in there and your aunt's in there. But then after a while, that excitement dies off and you realise, shoot, I'm actually stuck with something that still needs my attention like a puppy or a kitten as they grow. So with that particular group, that one, Rocking Midlife, that's up now around 5,700, I think, at the moment. And that's women from all around the world. I have literally been in there every day for the last four years, every day. And that's I post lot. in there every day. That's a lot of activity when you're busy. Um, it and is, I know that it is and it isn't, though, Dixie, because yeah. it's something that you, you put in your diary and after a while, you can. it only has to be a quick in and out, checking that you're responding to people. Mm. But if you see it as part of what you do, part of your business, it, mm. it's something that you enjoy doing too because these people are your fans. Yeah. So 
And, yeah. and I, I just think it's probably good to point out, because I know there's a couple of us on the line here who are not necessarily big fans of Facebook, but are doing a lot of work on LinkedIn. Yeah. Um, and I've actually personally switched over a lot to LinkedIn um, in this last six months as well, because I'm getting traction there. Um, yeah. So I think the same rules apply, whether it's LinkedIn or whether it's Facebook. So just to allay, you know, allay anyone's concerns around that. Um, but what I hear you saying is that it doesn't necessarily take time. It's just a, a, a process of, developing this as part of what I do on a, on a yeah. daily or a weekly basis yep, and you just it is. make time for it. Yeah. And you can work out your content planners and all of that, which is what I actually do alongside people because obviously you can't be sell, sell, sell. So it's about building trust. So you're going to be having posts there that are motivating, that are inspirational, that are educational, um, mm. all sorts of posts. And maybe post number five or six might be a sales poach or a by the way post or a by the way, would you like to look at this post? But look, there's so many things. Now, the difference between Facebook and LinkedIn, last time I checked them, though, is LinkedIn, uh, you do, I think there's a cap on numbers. Facebook is still the big daddy. Facebook has 2.4 billion users on it. It's still the number one out of all the um, different social media sites. And um, there's no cap on the numbers you can have in your group. And at this point, it's still free. So basically, you have a free tool to be creating your own platform. Now, this is something I mentioned yesterday when I was speaking at this summit. Um, so many of us that, you know, know that we have to speak as part of what we do as being an author and an expert, we're so reliant on other people's platforms and we're pitching and trying to get into different things. But the reality is you can be doing that as well, but you can be building your own platform. And mm -hmm. a lot of novelists use this too. I think they call them street teams. They're, they're groups and they have people just jumping onto their newsletters and jumping into their groups, hungry for the next bit of information. And the beauty with groups, particularly on Facebook, is they're very accessible. Everyone's very familiar with them. And you can do so much tailoring of your group that you can be growing your database at the same time. You can be getting feedback. You can use it like a focus group. You can run polls. And there's all your topics for your next book. There's your chapter topics. There's your blog posts. There's your interview topics there's whatever your book topics there's so much you can get out of a group as far as feedback because you're building a relationship with these people so yeah so do you blog as well I do blog as well admittedly I've been a little bit slower on the blogging front lately but that's again one thing I, I teach in the group how you can do one blog post and then you can break it up and get like 20 pieces of content out of it out of it so you're not having to kill yourself trying to write new content all the time. So there's there's tricks and things you can do to make this part of your you know workload for the day, but not something that takes over your whole day. There's heaps of things you can do to repurpose what you've already got. And and we're, I was talking to one of us, one of the people here um, yesterday about exactly this. Once you've created your book, you know, you've already refined your content. You've, yeah. you've looked at what your content is. You can then pull out pieces. You can um, clump um, parts of your book together. Um, you know, the whole process, the way we lay out the, the process of writing the book, you know, you've got your beginning, your middle, your end, or mm -hmm. you've got your chapters that link together quite yep. smoothly. Um, you can do all sorts of things with that. You can also take even just your chapter headings and create memes or yep. lines out of those and say, right, okay, uh, you, you know, do you know how to do this or uh, whatever, and then just direct people to where they can buy the book. Yep. Um, do you do a lot of specific marketing of your books on your groups? And I know you've got more than one group. You've got about three, haven't you? Yeah. See, I've used groups for different purposes over the years. So I 
not only have my big, big one rocking midlife, which is almost like my giving back because that's where I just step in and nurture these women, but I've advertised my books and things through it. But I've also learned the value of having like small pop-up groups. So the thought of an ongoing group forever just does your head in. You can always think of like pop-up groups. So for the next eight weeks, join author so-and-so while they take you through their group, through their book, you know, over eight weeks or whatever. So you can keep these groups. Once you've set them up, they just sit there and you can use them for, <clears throat> excuse me, for challenges or for, you know, uh, products if you want to sell them into a program for a few weeks. I've done all of those things. When I was a PT, like I, I used a lot of pop-up groups, you know, like a 12 weeks to love your body program and then a six-week spring whatever program. So you can use them like that as well. Now, and the beauty of those too is because they're so targeted that it's, it's your absolute perfect client in those and you can monetize them quite easily. So, for instance, I, I've run a few three- and five-day challenges just over the last two years using a pop-up group called Maximojo. So I advertise in all my groups. The women follow me into that pop-up group. I give them value for three days, just an hour a day. I just turned up and did life coaching with them. And then on the last day, I presented more of a webinar, sold, did really well. And that was a tiny group because everything went wrong. All the email services, everything fell apart. But yet I was still able to sell because I'd given value and these people were in this group. So they were already very much in my world. So you can use short-term, you can use long-term, you can tailor your groups. So like Dixie's saying, I've got a couple of key groups going at the moment. So one of them is the big group. The other one, which I'd love to invite you all to be part of, is Read, Write and Publish. Now, I set that group up when I was starting to write my book and uh, because I knew I would need numbers to help me get bestseller status. So that group was set up strategically to support that, but I've also opened it for other authors to make use of as well. So I don't publicize that group much. I don't push it, but I do make sure there is a post going in there every day. So there is that constant contact with people. So um, yeah, the, that's brilliant. One of the things I love about how you do that is that you, because I know, you know, finding content is sometimes a bit of a daunting challenge, just regardless of how much you've got there. Um, having regular contact and regular updates, uh, you you do a wonderful thing where you invite other authors or other people to also contribute and to be parts of your admin on those groups. Yep. So that, for example, I know that Anne and I both um, occasionally will post things yep. directly onto the Read, Write, Publish because that's our way of reaching out and becoming known to those people as well. But it also means that you don't have to put quite so much yeah. effort into all of the content that gets uploaded and it doesn't become just about you. It becomes a yeah. centre point for um, content that's relative to what you're doing. Absolutely. Um, and, yeah. you know, and, and I know several of you um, on this call would, would actually relate to that really well. Yeah. Um, because, you know, it, it is sometimes... I mean, you make it sound so easy. It's still something that you have to think about and, and contribute to. If you've got other people helping to contribute to your social media, it does make a difference. Yeah. What do you think about the use of um, PAs or VAs to do the, um, the, the, law, the, the, the legwork with some of this group? Look, they're, they're a great idea. I would be using them maybe to do your memes, to do your artwork, to schedule things out. But at the end of the day, that person's representing you and the people in your group are there because of you. So I still think that you can't adopt a completely hands-off approach. You still need to get in there at least once or twice a day just to comment on things, just to reply. But mm. certainly a VA who runs out and just gets you some extra articles for the, for the day, 
And like there's so many tips that, you know, you can do too. Like a lot of groups have um, regular posting days. So Monday motivation, uh, Tuesday, whatever, you know, Thursday throwback, whatever. So I have a rough, rough idea of what I'm posting in that read, write and publish group every week. So Monday I'll, I'll always do a funny about writing and do a little, hey, what are you writing this week? Tuesdays, pretty well always a writing tip and they're so easy. Just Google writing tip. Oh, that looks like a good one. I got value out of that. People would like that one. Wednesday, I always do another little funny, usually about book, books or uh, libraries or things. Thursday is always a self-publishing tip. So again, we'll just Google, find a really good article. And then Fridays is your Friday book club. What are you reading this weekend? So easy. And mm-hmm. you can actually, groups are brilliant now because you can schedule in groups. So you don't even have to buy the software to schedule. You can do it in the group. So if I wanted to on a Sunday afternoon, I could have all of those scheduled. And then all I have to do is just pop in and just check for comments and just answer and things like that through the week. So that's a really good tip. Um, I know that, you know, I'll quite often do bulk pieces and then schedule them in because, you know, my brain will work in a certain way uh, for doing that. And if I'm going to rely on myself to try and remember to do it that way all week long, you know, for five minutes a day, it's never going to happen. But if I can spend, you know, an hour on a a Sunday, makes a difference yeah yeah especially when you've got a couple of groups like I do so there's that one there's the big one and then there's another new one that I've started now which is the midlife entrepreneur success community for women it's a mouthful but I've clearly stated that on purpose because I don't want anyone else that doesn't fit that criteria coming to that group and that's another targeted one it's brand new but it's because I knew I was bringing this whole new program out groups attraction formula so I need women entrepreneurs in there because I'm targeting them in particular to be part of my world and to start to get to know me I haven't started selling anything but I am already giving value in that group so you know be, be strategic about your groups you don't need another hobby you know, but mm. you do need something that gives you a platform to speak and to sell your books. So I really encourage you consider consider doing this. So you're a master as well of creating online work, uh, online programs and, um, you know, taking your content from not just your book, but into how do you deliver them into a wider scale. But you have mentioned a couple of times about this group's attraction formula. Mm-hmm. Is that, can you just explain a little bit more about that? Yeah, brand new signature program. Well, it's not really brand new. It's come out of all these years and I worked it on worked on it last year during COVID. Well, ongoing COVID, but anyhow. Um, yeah, so what that is, is I've taken all my knowledge and I've put it into a program. So it gives you like six video modules where you, you get the how-tos, the mechanics of putting together a group, which is great and really helpful. And I've had good feedback from those. But that's not the secret source because the secret source is not just to how to set up a group because, you know, if you want to just set up a group, you can easily Google that information. What you get on top of that is you also get six weeks of live mentoring and question and answer and extra ideas and tips and all the things that I've learned through experience. So I actually walk people through the process as well as I help them work out a content strategy that's perfect for their business. And I also even give them a free session, a strategy session called How Are You Turning Up Online? where I look at all your social media platforms and make sure that they're congruent. You know, you've got the same message going across all of those platforms because that's really important too. Mm. So that's what that program is, especially for anyone, author, speaker, coach, small business person, service provider, who's going, oh my gosh, with what's happened, I need to be online. How do I do this? How do I build an audience? That's purely what this program's to help you do. 
That's a fantastic opportunity. And, you know, look, I can see the value in that immediately because it, it dovetails really well into what we're, we're doing when we're talking to you, all of the authors, about, you know, how do you take extra product? How do you, you know, get your social media wheel turning well? So, um, yeah, I'm assuming you're, you've got an opportunity for us to uh, maybe tap into that. And, and uh, if so, we'll make sure that that goes out to everybody um, after this morning's session. Um, thank you. Um, what what are your thoughts on um, you know the the different kinds of platforms that you can run um, workshops on now? Like you know, is it just simply a matter of throwing something together on on your on your website, or do you use some of the programs that are available for? You know, how did you arrive at what you're doing for, for the the way you do your online workshops? Yeah. Okay. So as far as the the program goes the course modules for groups attraction formula I ended up building that out in WordPress just for being cost effective I looked at all the different platforms out there like Kajabi and Kartra and think if you could all of those excuse me and they're they're all really lovely they've got all the bells and whistles where all your mail and stuff's um integrated mm. with it but you're still having to pay rent on somebody else's platform so I personally used WordPress and built out a membership site on that at the same time, I know there's a lot of people that have um, subscriptions to different video uh, delivery services like BeLive or StreamYards, one of the popular ones at the moment. I personally, I was already on Zoom and have a professional account, so I'm really happy to keep using Zoom. The other beautiful thing, though, is if you want to be talking to your people in your group at any time, um, not only do you have the ability to go live which always has more traction. But in groups over the last 12 months, they brought in messenger rooms. So I don't know if you've seen that, if you've been in any groups. So you can that. actually invite people within the group into a room without having to bring in that third-party um, software, which is another cool idea. So that's basically using, Word, using WordPress website platform, mm -hmm. then integrating that with Messenger and Facebook so that it's all kind of seamless there rather than using an outside yeah. um, additional program. Yeah. Anything I ever do with any coaching clients, I will form a group. So I've probably got like, you know, eight groups just sitting there. Some are working, some aren't at the moment. Because like I said, I just use some as pop-up groups. But I always pop anyone doing something with me into a group. Because it, number one, you know, it's a better chance. They feel connected. They feel like they've got access to me. On my part of it, it's controlled access because I don't have to be in touch every minute of the day. You know, I can pop in and out and batch and comment a few people at the same time but it also means that you're nurturing those people that are already in your world mm. and you know the stats are pretty big I can't remember the actual number but you know it's easier to retain a customer than go through all the effort of getting a new one so by keeping them in a group keeping them being nurtured and so forth you've got a better chance of having repeat customers particularly if you want to keep churning out books you got hungry mm. repeat customers who are getting excited because you're sharing them, oh, gosh, I wrote this chapter today and who wants to know what's next? And you can you know, be building hype and excitement and it's just all about connection. Groups basically give you connection to a lot of people from around the world on a free platform. It's pretty good. Fantastic. I'm going to open up for any questions. Um, if anyone wants to ask anything, either pop it in the chat box or just unmute yourself and step in and ask. Anne. Kat, what was yep. the name of that group again that you entrepreneurs? I think I saw Dixie was in there actually. Midlife. Oh, I still got to remember how to do it. 
midlife a community. Oh, no, I've lost it. You see, you've thrown me off track. This is the ditzy ex-musician coming out now. <laughs> I, I was just trying to look for it. The midlife success community on track. Listen to that. I got it right the first time. <laughs> I'll think about it in a minute. I've just Midlife Entrepreneur Success Community. That's it. Thank you very much. That's why I don't say it. That's why I just look at it on paper. <laughs> Can you just say it again so that anyone listening to the recording is going to? Uh, oh my gosh, they're going to be thinking I've been drinking at ten in the morning. No, I haven't. <laughs> just putting it out there, okay? Midlife Entrepreneur Success Community for Women. Ta da! Ta da! Right. Um. And sorry, did you have another question, Anne? On that? Okay. She wouldn't um, risk it after that answer. <laughs> <laughs> Don't be so hard on yourself. Um, so if you're starting from scratch and mm-hmm. you are not necessarily that familiar with Facebook and all of its wonderful bits and pieces, what's the difference between groups and pages? Okay. So a business page, business pages are basically like your storefront. So that's your advertising. And I would suggest you do still have that for your, for your page. So that's like your, your author page on Amazon. This is who I am. Here's the books. Definitely throw on something there every day, every second day, but do not expect much traction. Um, my business page has close to 50,000 people on it. just comes and goes depending, you know, how many accounts get closed down that week. But, you know, I could post something a couple of years ago and get 25,000 eyeballs on it straight away. I can post something now and I'm lucky to get 200, which is crazy when you consider there's 50,000 people that have liked that page. Mm. So you're not going to get the traction with your business page. Just think of it like your shop front, your business card. It's got your information. The group is where the connection happens. The group is like your lounge room. You've invited them in. You're going to sit and have a conversation. Now, even in the last 18 months, though, the traction has reduced in groups as well. The algorithm changed again. You used to be able to post something and be pretty well guaranteed that the entire group has seen it. Now they've started putting insights on the bottom of your group posts as well. So you'll see that you're not hitting the whole group, but if you can get something interactive, the idea is to get people connecting and then that reaches more of the group. So that's why it's really important that you always keep going back in just two, three times a day, pop in for five minutes and just add a comment, add something. It helps the engagement and it keeps keeps boosting your posts into your people's feed so they see it. Okay, fantastic. And... um... Do you advertise? Do you use Facebook advertising? I have done. Um, I'm finding the new business suite can be a little bit overwhelming sometimes. Mm -hmm. Um, You used to be able to advertise groups. You can't now. So but in the same respect, Facebook is so pro groups. In fact, last year they put it out a few times in their mission statements that that was their the thing that they're promoting the most because of the need for people to have community. So you're not allowed to advertise at all, as in you can't pay for boosted posts and you can't pay for advertising, advertising group. You have to think of more organic ways to do it. And I I show you all these things, but easy ones when you're starting out, obviously is the old shoulder tap, send the message to your family, to your friends. Hey guys, I'm starting this. I would really value your support. I would love you to come and join me on this. And that's how you start. Okay. And then you can put posts up too. Remember, you can put a post up on your business page. You can link your group to your business page. And then, you know what I'd be doing? Every email you send out, you know, with your little bit under your email, by the way, join my group, da-da-da. So mm. be doing that everywhere and that's how you'll fill your group. Okay, fantastic. 
Um, look, you are such a fountain of knowledge and expertise in this area. Um, do you, oh, I remember I wanted to ask about Instagram. Do you use Instagram as well? Yes. Yes, I do. It's not my preferred platform, but um, I, I still have a presence on there. Now, a really fab um, thing that's come in just in the last couple of months, which will make it a lot better for those of you who have Instagram as well, because it can feel so overwhelming, like not another friggin' platform. Mm. Um, the good thing is now you can actually post the same post for your Facebook page and your Instagram at the same time from the Facebook page. So you can just do the one post, it goes out to both places and you can schedule that too. So again, on your Sunday afternoon, you can be covering your business page and your Instagram just with your put, 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 scheduled posts, all sorted. Fantastic. Yeah. That is so wonderful. Do you, um, do you use a particular um, program for creating memes? Um, not really. I'm, I'm a good Canva fan. I love mm. Canva for everything. Okay. So I've got the pro account for that, especially because it keeps all your branding there and, and similar. And so, yeah, yeah. Canva's great. Yeah. And I mean, there's lots of funny things out there too. Just obviously always be a little aware of copyright when, before you grab an image, but most images these days are pretty well fair game when it comes to memes. That's one so, of the great things about Canva, especially the pro level, is that you've got access yeah. to so many images and so many new videos as well because yeah. um, you can create short videos and put them onto your, um, your, your pages and yeah. groups. Um, yeah, Canva is just about unbeatable in my view. Yeah. It is. Actually, the other one too, if you want to be doing memes and things on your phone, is Word Swag. Oh. Word Swag is fabulous. It gives you, and they've even got inbuilt quotes too. So if you just want to quickly whack out an inspirational meme, to, especially for Instagram, you can do it in Word Swag in literally minutes. So that's just one you add on your phone and it just uploads straight away. Fantastic. So, very cool. They, that, that one is really nice. I've tried a few different apps over the years, but that one's the one I keep coming back to, that in Canva. And um, what was I going to say? And then, I mean, we haven't even touched on a whole other area, which is a whole other subject in itself. But then you've got stories on Instagram and you've got stories on Facebook, which you mm. would have seen are the things at the top that only last there for 24 hours. That yeah. was uh, Facebook's response to Snapchat, which all the kids were sending, you know, their 24-hour videos and things to each other. So yeah. that's a whole other issue in itself. Um, and what's happening these days is they are getting a lot more traction than just regular posts in the feed. Okay. So, I would be suggesting if you have your Instagram, your Facebook business page, do your linked post, you know, three to five times a week, but make an effort to keep something going in your stories if you can every day. And it's usually stories are more behind the scenes. It's more casual. So you don't have to do fancy memes. Mm. You can also share other people's things, which makes it easy. So like in my stories, I'll often say, hey, here's my cat. Hey, here I am holding my grandson. Hey, here I am doing this. Oh, by the way, here's my book. So, you know, you just weave, weave it in amongst your real life. And that's, yeah, gets in front of a lot of people. Fantastic. Thank you so much. That has been amazingly helpful for so many oh, of us. I learned a few things that I hadn't expected to, even though you and I talk regularly. I yeah. still pick things up every time you and I have these conversations. So it's fantastic. I'm just going to open up for any more questions if anyone has anything else they want to know before we uh, wrap things up. Um, but just while you're thinking of your questions, um, we're going to post a, a thing out for everybody to get access to Kat's programs, um, all of her uh, groups, et cetera, um, in the next... Um, half hour or so after this we'll just send you I've, I've also got a little pdf too that that you'll be able to get which is five hacks to rock your facebook group just to give you a bit more oh, fantastic as well 
So, Fantastic. Yeah. Yay. Diana's all excited, doing the happy dance. It's cool. <laughs> <laughs> You're welcome to reach out to me anytime too, folks, if you want to just say, hey, I was on the call, I've got a question, please just reach out. Yeah, you know, and that's that's a big part of what we're doing here is making sure that you guys can all connect with each other and learn from each other as well as, you know, from other experts that we bring in from outside this group. Um, our objective this year is to make sure you guys have as much knowledge and exper um, expertise that you can connect into as you possibly can on the experts' journey. Yeah. So, um, yeah, just there are lots of you who have things that you can teach each other and lots of cross-pollination opportunities. So we're going to explore that a lot more in the next few weeks and months. Um, so, yeah. Um, Rosie, did you have a question? I just saw you put your hand up. All good. <laughs> um, okay, so I'm going to bring things to a wrap here. Um, so I'm just going to say thank you so much from the um, bottom of our hearts to your generosity and what you're sharing. And we'll get those links and, and extra things out to everybody in the next um, half hour or so. So thank you, thank you, thank you. Well, that's one more flag on the map clearly identified. For extra author resources to make your journey even more enjoyable and stress-free, visit www.indieexperts.com.au. You can locate us on all our social media platforms by just searching for Indie Experts. Join Dixie and Anne next time for more navigating the journey of sharing expertise through publishing books that work harder.